I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Feels nice to be recording again. This doesn't have to be how we started. That was just how I. <laughs> that was just my feelings. Ah, <laughs> ah. recording. <laughs> Welcome back to Written by Podcast, guys. Well, it is our. What do we call them? The, the best of. Best of season two. Season two. Uh, so because we only did half of the from the bowl episodes as we would normally do because we introduced rival pitches this season. Mm-hmm. We have created our list of top five from the bowl episodes from this season. We're going to be counting them down with you. Yes, we have deliberated. We have combined to decide the ones that we collectively agree are the best. Yes. And you can listen to little audio dramas again. Yes. If uh, if you're joining and season three hasn't started yet, this is kind of a cool place to hear yeah. what we're all about here on this podcast. And the fun thing about this is... And I think about this a lot because we we post our pitches um, for rival pitches and and, st- and clips and stuff on uh, Instagram and TikTok and stuff, and people really like the pitches, but they don't understand that if you go and listen to the full episode, there's a whole lot more yeah. than just this little pitch. So if you hear uh, an audio, one of the little audio dramas from this episode of the Best of that you found interesting, then you'll probably find the whole episode really interesting because you know we cut a bunch of stuff because it's a short film. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, since we have half as many, we're doing top five instead of top ten. <laughs> Chase is joining us this year. You, uh, I oh, recorded yeah. last year the week you graduated college. That's right. It was a big week for me. No yeah. one thought I would graduate. <laughs> <laughs> look at how far you've come. And then We've I graduated made... and have done nothing since. Hey, we have made $100. <laughs> total. Yeah, no. Yeah. We've made $100 from written by total. And yeah. we, we Over the course out. of two years. <laughs> so we, we averaged 50 dollars a season but yeah. this season at, at the time of recording this we'll make more than 50 dollars a season because we have a listener supporters we do we have people that yeah. donate uh, about 10 dollars a month every month and uh so that's pretty cool yeah we make we make Shout enough out. money to uh i don't know we just let it sit in the podcast account i guess until we we need it for a short film or something yeah something for the podcast yeah the goal is for it to fund short films but yeah all right so season two we have decided collectively which episodes we feel like are the best of the from the bowl variety and at number five what do we got chase season two episode 17 mummy with christopher wayner so we open on nefertari a <laughs> mummy covered head to toe and ancient looking gauze but he's also he's got on a pair of sunglasses he's got an open hawaiian shirt he's got flip-flops a hat and a camera around his neck and he is in the middle of a city taking photos kind of on the edge of a highway or whatever he's taking some photos of himself some photos around and then he turns he sees something in the distance over the horizon is the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) 
as soon as he makes out the pyramid, he jumps with joy and starts running that direction. We cut to the inside of the Bass Pro Shop pyramid. He walks in super excited looking around. He walks up to the first person he sees, which is Van, a 17-year-old Bass Pro Shop employee working at a register. Nefertari walks up to him. It's like, hello, I would like to speak to Pharaoh <laughs> Bass Pro Ship. <laughs> Van is like, uh, I don't, I don't know who that is. He's like, do you, do you run the grounds here? And it's like, uh, yeah, I guess. It's like, wonderful. I'll, I'll be speaking with you in a minute. And then he looks around. He's like, wow, there is so much here. So much opulence in this pyramid. And it's like, wow, just look at these relics. Pharaoh Besprosheb must have been really into <laughs> fishing and knivery or whatever. He's just looking at all the products. You see some other people around. He's like, huh, there's a lot of people in here for a sacred pyramid. It's like, hey, don't touch that. That's Bass Pro Ships. Don't touch that. He's <laughs> like, hey, what, what are you doing in here? Don't. Where is the, the grounds bed? There are too many people in here. And then he sees Van has just checked out someone. His name is Bubba. He's a real country looking <laughs> person. He's just checked Bubba out. Bubba is walking out of the pyramid with a brand new Bass Pro Shop hoodie. Nefertari instantly runs up to him aghast and he tries to yank the hoodie out of Bubba's hand. He's like, "Uh, you cannot leave this pyramid with Bass Pro Ship's relics. He's like, (laughs) I was like, hey, get off me. What's the big idea? (laughs) Nefertari's like, I see you looting and thieving this pyramid. You you must drop the relic at once or or Bass Pro Ship will not have it in the afterlife. But was like, after life, g- give me my hoodie. I pay for this with my own American money. <laughs> Nefertari tries to yell at, at Van, who's like coming over once he noticed the conflict. Nefertari's like, uh, excuse me, I just caught this peasant and he's trying to make way with one of Best Pro Ship's <laughs> sacred garments. And Van's like, hey, that's just a hoodie. Chill out, okay? I was like, give me that back, you freak. Nefertari's like, uh, that is no way. I'll have you know I am a pharaoh. I am a king. It's like, well, this is Memphis, Tennessee. The only king we have here is the king, Elvis Presley. That's right. That's right. Nefertari's <laughs> like, well, I would like to speak to this king, Presley. Let's give me that back and first. <laughs> and it's like, uh, hey, hey, just still, he's just a customer. Okay, it's like, there are no customers at the sacred pyramid. Give me that. And he tries to yank the hoodie. Bubba yanks the hoodie back. <laughs> They're yanking back and forth, and then all of a sudden, Nefertari loses his grip. He falls backwards. His camera falls off his neck and onto the ground. He tries to lunge at Bubba, but then Bubba, being the God-fearing American Tennessean he is, he pulls out his firearm. It's like a not-so-fast, <laughs> mister. <laughs> and I guess at this point, Nefertari like knows what a gun is, mm. or at least he could tell from Van's reaction. Mm. He's like, whoa, whoa. Everyone stay calm. Nefertari stops. Bubba walks up and he's like, I pay for this fair and square. <laughs> and this freak that just came from the burn board isn't going to tell me nothing. He walks up and he stomps on his camera with his foot, crushes it. He's like, have a nice day, Pharaoh. <laughs> he yeah. walks out. Nefertari walks up to his camera, which is destroyed. And he just kind of sits down in the middle of the Bass Pro Shop with his head down. 
fan is like, uh, dude, you, you okay? And then Nefertari is like, uh, you know, maybe this was a mistake. I, uh, man, ever since waking up, I just, I have not been able to understand this society. Man, <laughs> I've, I'm royalty. I was royalty back in my day. And when I awoke, everyone I ever knew was dead. I have, I have all the riches I could ever ask for, but not, not a single person to share them with. And I just, I've been journeying your land trying to learn your customs and your ways. And I guess maybe I should just return to another hundred thousand year slumber. <laughs> yeah. Hey <laughs> man, it's like, uh, well, you know, it's not so bad here. There's a lot of fun stuff to do in the, in the Bass Pro Shop. And so you like takes takes Nefertari, helps him up. He's like, hey, why don't why don't you come over here? You should I like I like that shirt. Maybe you should you should try this jacket over it. And he puts on a camo jacket. Nefertari's like, oh this does look, look rather ravishing on me. <laughs> He's like, yeah, and uh <laughs> dude, you, you know what's in right now? Carhartt. Try on this Carhartt beanie. And he's like he's looking at himself in a mirror and it's like, oh I kinda like this look. Is this what the royalty of, of your time wears? It's like, uh, I guess. Uh, a lot of TikTokers wear this. <laughs> and so we just see him, like, try it on a bunch of clothes. He's looking at the knives. He's playing golf. He's at the aquarium. And he reaches his hand in and grabs a fish. And he's gotten himself a new GoPro. And he's taking a bunch <laughs> of video with that. And then he sees a he sees a buck hunter game and he's like, ah, oh, that's what, that's what that that nasty peasant had. <laughs> he's pointing at the gun. Yeah. He's like, ah, uh, yeah, but th- this isn't dangerous. This is just a game. This is just a game, okay? And he's like, oh, <laughs> t- teach me this game. And so they're playing buck hunter together, and he's getting really into it. And then it just ends. Van is like, all the lights have turned out. And the van walks up to him as he's still playing, trying to beat his score. And he's like, uh, dude, I got to lock up, man. You can't be here anymore. And he just looks kind of disappointed, like, oh, oh, I guess not. And the man's like, but, uh, I'll be off in 15. Uh, and he's like, oh, uh, oh, oh, they're like kind of pointing at each other. And then <laughs> you, you cut to black, the credits roll, and as the credits roll, you see, like, photos of all them together, like, <laughs> at a restaurant or a bar or something, just all chilling. The city. And then he's making a bunch of new friends in the city, and they're all posing with Nefertari the mummy, who's wearing Carhartt and camo. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, that was... That was Mummy. Yeah. Which, it was kind of a clickbait title. Uh-huh. Like, Christopher, we did an interview... And then we did our mummy episode. So, you know, he didn't participate. Yeah, yeah. Although that's uh, hopefully around season three, we'll see more interviews like that. Yeah. It's it's hard to get guests and be like, hey, do you want to work for an hour instead of just talk? Yeah, so we're, I think we're going to try to do more of an interview-based thing. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I forgot that was the episode he was in. That was our first interview with a real screenwriter but also one of our favorite short film ideas number five actually yeah (laughs) so why why do you like it so much i think i love that episode just because we had so much fun with the character i mean just like brass bass pro ship being the name of a of a (laughs) 
Pharaoh was really funny. Yeah, it was one of those episodes where we're like spinning our wheels for the longest time, trying to find oh, yeah. one in, and then we're just like, wait, Mummy goes to the Bass Pro Shop so here. So funny. That's one of those that like once we figured it out, we just had a ton of fun coming up with it. even stuff that didn't have anything to do with the short film. Just more ideas for a mummy on vacation. <laughs> yeah. I also I like I like the stories where it's like we're taking a classic monster but we're exploring his feelings a little like a Guillermo del Toro does that a whole lot I mean we've done at this point two horror movie short films in real life IRL Uh yep (laughs) (laughs) and uh I think we just really like monsters which uh by the way uh so I recently watched all of the universal monster movies Uh and the mummy movies suck really <laughs> our mummy short is way better than any of the originals yeah by a lot <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man mummy episode is just it's a fun concept yeah it's got a lot of heart to it it's got some clever jokes and i was thinking about it man i think the only way we could ever possibly make it would be is if the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid was looking to advertise. advertise. It, it would like, make hey. a good commercial. Yeah, I almost feel like you could distill it down to just a 30-second ad spot. Where, yeah, for yeah. sure. And Bass Pro Shop. Uh, Pharaoh Bass Pro Ship, if you're listening, <laughs> we would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, we are both big fans of the Bass Pro Shop. I have a Bass Pro Shop hat. Really? Am I wearing it right now? No. No, you I have one. I wear it a lot. But yeah, just just throwing that out there. We do direct commercials. I haven't yeah. done anything on as big of that scale, but if but Bass Pro Shop is looking for a national ad campaign play the that's mummy. funny and full of heart, yeah. hit us up. I'll play the mummy, trust me. It'll be cool. It'll be straight. But until then, at number four, this is actually is almost the opposite of that. It's a really parsed down just the conversation, two people in one room for the most part of it. Yeah. At number four, we have season two, episode one, <gasps> Shakespeare. Shakespeare. So we open on Colin, a theater student who has a one-act play due in the morning. He's sitting in front of his laptop with his word processor open. There's just one word, the, and then blank space everywhere. <laughs> This dude is obviously a massive Shakespeare fan. He's got all of Shakespeare's plays on a shelf. He's got a poster of Shakespeare and sunglasses. He has little Shakespeare merchandise, mugs, and t-shirts and stuff everywhere. He's trying to write this play, but he can't do it. He's like, man, this one acts due tomorrow. I'll never, I'll never be good at this. Man, he pulls out a Shakespeare play and reads through it. He's like, man, I wish I could write this good. And he cries a single tear and it lands on the Shakespeare play. And then there's a big wind and everything. And then William Shakespeare himself appears. He's like, wow, where am I? And Colin's like, whoa, William Shakespeare, you're here in my apartment. He's like, wow, it appears I am. It's like, what are you doing here? It's like, well, anytime a playwright sheds a shingle tear on one of my manuscripts, I travel through time to be with them. He's like, wow, uh, can you can you help me write this play? He's like, why, yes, I am William Shakespeare, the famous playwright. I will help you write your play. He's like, okay, you got... You got any ideas? I just need a good idea. I can't think of anything. He's like, yeah, well, 
maybe you should write about a king that's having visions of the dead. He's like, that that sounds a lot like Macbeth. It's like, well, okay, well, what if what if you read about two people in love, but they're on opposite sides of a war? He's like, that's Romeo and Juliet. He's like, oh, well, okay. What if you read about a merchant? Maybe he's from somewhere like Venice, for example. He's like, no, that's merchant in Venice. And Shakespeare's like, oh, I seem to be running short on ideas tonight. He's like, well, why, why can't you come up with any ideas? You're the best playwright in the world. You're William Shakespeare. He's like, well, maybe I should, I should let you in on a little secret. You know, I didn't, I didn't exactly write all of my plays. It's like, you didn't write all your plays. It's like, nah, nah, I had a really great situation going. I wrote one play and it did all right. But then I had a bunch of other people that couldn't make their own plays, couldn't publish their own plays, and so they wrote these great plays and they just gave them to me. And I was like, well, I didn't write this. And he's like, well, you don't have to write it, just say that you wrote it. And he's like, well, will I get paid for a play I didn't write? And they were like, yes. And I was like, well, deal, I'll just do that. And I became famous. And college is just heartbroken. He's like, man, my hero, William Shakespeare, didn't write all his own plays. And Shakespeare's like, no. Now, my main talent is I did invent a lot of new words. How about you just write a play and then I'll invent a bunch of great words for you to put in them. Like just a few off the top of your head. Uh, that metal cup you have, metal cup. <laughs> that, uh, that cord in your ears, we'll call it the ear cord. <laughs> it's like, man, I don't, I don't know what to do. This is going to be a disaster. My one act plays due tomorrow. Never, never going to write anything as good as these plays. And then Shakespeare's like, you're obviously a big fan of me, but maybe, maybe instead of trying to write my plays, you should just write your own plays. Because I didn't even write my plays. Just, just tell your truth. We just need to hear your story. What's been going on with you? And he's like, well, my dad had a heart attack recently. That was really scary. And he's like, oh, that sounds rough. And he's like, yeah, my girlfriend broke up with me. That was really hard. It's like, wow, that's hard. Sounds like he got a broken heart. Two things with hearts. He's like, oh, wait a minute. And then he has an idea. And we see him writing Heart of Hearts. It's a play about three characters who each have something wrong with their heart. One person has heartbreak. One person has a heart attack. One person is killed because he's stabbed in the heart. He spends all night writing this. And then he falls asleep as it's printing. He wakes up the next morning. There's a note on his desk. It's from William Shakespeare. He says, I have gone back to my time. Glad I could be of a service. I read your play. It was fantastic. And so Colin gets up. He runs into class. He puts the manuscript on the teacher's <laughs> desk. And then he's sitting in class doing some work. The teacher, who's like skimming through the plays, comes across his, looks at one page. And he's like, haha, really funny. Puts it down on the desk. All right, where, where's your real play, Colin? He's like, but that, that is my play. Heart of Hearts, really, Colin? It's like, yes, <laughs> I wrote that last night. He's like, very funny. Everyone's read Heart of Hearts. It's one of William Shakespeare's best. He's like, William Shakespeare? No, I wrote that. <laughs> He's like, Colin, are you going to give us a real play or am I going to have to give you a zero for plagiarism? And he's freaking out. He pulls out his laptop, Google's Heart of Hearts, and sure enough, it's listed as a William Shakespeare play, and he's been conned. Yeah. Dude, I really like that. 
That was our number four pick. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm like on NPR or something. Yeah, that was our number four pick. It's like Casey Kasem's top 50 that he does. My grandma listens to that station. Yeah. And I was like, Casey Kasem's dead. But you still hear him like, zoinks. <laughs> um, hey, I, used to, I used to work in radio. Oh, yeah. 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 Not I, uh, being on the radio. <laughs> I turned down a job at a radio station one time. Good, you should have. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, they were trying to scam me. <laughs> um why do you like this one i think it's part of i'm always fascinated with films that manage to do a lot with a little so just the fact that it's one student and the ghost of shakespeare in one room just kind of hashing it out and then i think the ultimate kicker is the twist at the end might be our like most clever ending out of any of our shorts this season and we really kicked off season two with a banger we did yeah shakespeare was really fun the i think the thing i love most about it is the russell brand shakespeare character that's just Uh i just that's my bread and butter character right there um it was just a really fun one too a fun one to write and I just, I think there's something really funny about a time-traveling Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost of Shakespeare. And then leading into the conspiracy of <laughs> yeah, he yeah. doesn't write his play. It's Super just... fun. Very interesting. And I love historical fiction. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty much yeah, it. it. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun <laughs> character. <laughs> and yeah, our number three pick, uh, as of recording this, uh, stuff with our short film is up there so we don't know exactly what episode number this is right. but it's our slasher episode yes we open cassie and abigail are at a local local hardcore punk show and it's a pretty dingy seedy venue but there there are a good amount of people there there are a lot of people showing up it's a pretty popular act a couple but hundred couple hundred yeah exactly dark and everything but uh the band that's currently playing finishes up their set cassie turns to abigail it's like hey i'm gonna go get a drink I'll, I'll be back and so she walks over a lot of people are up at the bar so she's waiting a bit she finally places her order but then there's a dude staring at her real sketchy looking dude he has really greasy hair really weird hairline <laughs> he's got piercings and everything he, basically looks like he's dressed in little rags he's kind of he's kind of if timmy chalamet and dobby the house elf and a little baby (laughs) where did you pull that from that's good that's funny he's staring at her and he kind of comes up it's like hey what's your name oh cassie i'm millhouse like the simpsons get it i watched the simpsons once it changed my life man it's like that right there i am millhouse it really speaks to me it's like oh that's cool what are you drinking it's like uh cranberry vodka whatever he's just like oh okay he pulls out a <laughs> he pulls something out of his pocket and puts it in his drink he's like oh yeah this is mustard i like to put mustard in my pbr what i call it pbrm <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I haven't seen you around here before. You, how how do you know the band? It's like, oh, I don't I don't really know the band. I just came to kind of get into the music. Or so. Oh, so you don't know them? Yeah, I lived in the bassist cousin's barn for like two months in the rafters. It took about six weeks before he found out, but uh, 
She's like, oh, that sounds interesting. She obviously doesn't want to talk that much anymore, but she's still waiting on her drink. He's like, so who, who do you listen to? It's like, oh, I listen, I listen to a lot of different music. He's like, do you know Slow Drive? What about Wet Broomstick? He's like, no. You all know that Dry Heave? Do you listen to them? It's like, no. Do you, you at least know the Infant Punters, right? You know the Infant Punters? It's like, no, I actually, I'm kind of new in the scene. It's like, who do you listen to? It's like, well, I don't know. I, I listen to some punk. I got really into Youngblood recently. It's like, Youngblood? Oh, oh, man. Oh, God. You listen to... <laughs> and then anyway, she gets her drink at that point. It's like, well, it was it was nice talking to you. She's like, wait, I need to tell you about the time I was watching The Simpsons and Millhouse came on. And she just walks away. And anyway, we just catch one final glance of him as she's walking away. And he looks kind of upset and a little angry by this. Anyway, the other band has started their set. And so a bunch of people have flooded back into the stage portion and it's getting pretty crowded and she's looking around and she can't find her friend she can't find abigail and so she's trying to like make her way through the crowd push her way through the music is thumping it's really loud everyone's starting to jump up and down they're cheering they're screaming and all of a sudden she just feels a little prick and then she looks down and she's bleeding right out of her side she's been scratched a little her clothes have been ripped by this knife she's like oh oh no that hurt and she's looking around and she just sees a bunch of random people all facing the stage she can't see anybody with a knife or anything she's like oh no and now she's freaking out she's trying to find her friend and then she gets stabbed again this time it goes a little deeper it's on her like arm or leg or something and she yells out in pain she's like oh no I've been hurt I've been hurt she tries to like shake somebody next to her and she yells at them but the music's so loud she he can't quite make out what she's saying she just looks back and she's like yeah yeah he thinks <laughs> she's like into the show or something because everybody is screaming at this point point. and now she's figuring out she's pushing through trying to find her friend the camera's spinning all around it's really disorienting and everything she gets stabbed again and this time with like a lot of force like kind of right in the gut and she She's sent launching backwards and she runs into a person behind her and kind of pushes him by accident. And that person just pushes her back, not like in a malicious way, but in like a, oh, we doing this? We starting a mosh pit type of way? And then once a person next to him sees him push, he pushes him and then everyone starts moshing. And then she gets knocked to the ground as everyone <laughs> is having fun and moshing. And then she gets stabbed one more time. This is like the fatal blow. She starts to cough blood and it lands on the ground and somebody almost slips in it and I'm like, oh, who spilled their beer? Party foul or whatever. <laughs> and she's screaming really loud, but she could barely cut through the loud music. She's getting pushed around. But anyway, we cut to Abigail, who's looking for a friend, trying to find out where she is. And we cut back to Cassie. She's on the ground. She's about to die. She's looking around and again, we do not see anyone and she falls to the ground abigail walks up she sees her and she's like whoa whoa my friend is hurt my friend is hurt and she manages to cut above the noise we could even establish that like cassie is like a quieter person when she's talking earlier on so she manages to cut above the noise the band stops all the people stop they look around they realize what happened we get a great overhead shot where it's like 
the crowd is parting like the Red Sea, and then we see this one person lying on the ground in a puddle of blood. And then we instantly cut to the cops are at the venue. They're trying to talk to everybody, but nobody is talking, so they don't like the cops. A few people are trying to sneak out of the building or whatever. You know, they got stuff on them. (laughs) Abigail is kind of front and center looking at Cassie, who has died. And she's really heartbroken. And then she notices this dude staring at her. It's Milhouse. Milhouse is kind of looking at her. He's kind of breathing heavy. Of course, she doesn't know who this dude is, but she just catches her eyes. Oh, that's a really weird dude. I don't like that. Cut to black. And that was our slasher episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that one, I edited recently. Yeah. Could not remember it. I did not remember right. Really? Uh, and as I was going through and editing it, I started remembering as like, it was like I was re-listening to it for the first time uh-huh. and I was like, oh wow, this was really fun. Um, why does this one rank so high for you? Man, part of, I think the slasher character really appeals to me. It's, it's a fun concept for a slasher because I'm a big music fan and I've been to shows like that before mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, like several times that episode, we reference a local venue and just just the motivation of it being kind of similar to the new Scream movies where it's a disgruntled fan. Yeah, but music yeah. instead of movies. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely think that there is something charming about our character there, too. I can't remember what we named. I think we named him. Uh, oh, he was Millhouse. Millhouse. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, based off of the skunk guy on TikTok. Yeah. Which shout out to the skunk guy. Shout man, out, bro. <laughs> if we ever made that, we would have to cast him. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. uh, just a really fun slasher. I, I like how for the short film, we just did the first big opening kill. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. leaves, you know the episode you know you guys the listeners could then you know put together what happens next that's just the opening scene you know what happens next you tell us tell us on email us your your story for that episode or hit us up on instagram twitter (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's a call to action it was it was a fun villain motivation yeah because you see that thing play out in real life a lot yeah Yeah. and then also it's it's a clever mechanism for slashing because you know slashing someone in a crowd in a mosh pit yeah it has its own mechanics to it Am I going to have to apologize again? (laughs) (laughs) Slasher, fun episode. Yeah, super good. All right, tell us what's next, Chase. Number two on our top five from the bowl episodes of this season, season two, with Robert and Chase, written by podcast, only where you find podcasts, Road Trip. So we open, we have a tight on our protagonist, Ash, who's driving a car front on tight uh playboy cardi is playing on the radio hear that in the background and we hear a voice older man voice from beside him go did you turn that garbage off he's like no please i can't i can't listen to any more of this and ash is like you you don't have any room to talk right now (laughs) i'm doing all this for you you don't have any room to talk here the voice is like I don't know. The fate of the world depends on this. And that's when Ash is like, hey, I'm not arguing with my dead dad. 
and we have a shot <laughs> and we see in the passenger seat it's not a person but it's a little tiny black cube with two two like robot eyes that's in <laughs> in the front seat and that's like well if it wasn't for me and you doing what we're doing then the world's gonna end so i don't think you got any room i, th- I don't think you got any room to talk he's like that the fate of the world always got in the way it was always the fate of the world with you fate of the world just <laughs> couldn't wait once and yeah, th- that's why you were never around and we see that there's a there's a high-tech little thing that the music is coming from it's like a little stem player when he gets agitated uh <laughs> It shakes and it goes close to this robot that's in the background, PA-47. And when it gets too close to the little robot drone, it causes a lot of feedback throughout the whole car. PA-47, very polite droid, is like, Oops, sorry. And then it, it kind of backs up <laughs> away from it in the car. And it's like, I had to do a lot in my job, but I don't don't act like I wasn't around. I was around for you. We, we did stuff. Like, we, we would go shooting. So it's like, yeah, we went shooting. That's what you like to do. I hate shooting. I hate war. I hate military. So all your things. <laughs> and he gets agitated again. The uh, the STEM player gets close to the robot. A lot of feedback. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. And it's like, it's not your fault, PA-47. It's like, look, we have a mission here to do, son. And if we don't save the world there will be nobody to sing to and then the son just kind of sighs and is angry because part of him knows that he's right and so he uh he reaches over to the cube and he turns him around so his eyes are facing the the, the back of the seat dad cube is like hey hey turn, turn me around hey i need i need visuals turn me around he's like i'm not <laughs> doing it he turns up his music on the stem player we hear the playboy cardi <laughs> the dad's like I can't believe you'll listen to this old garbage. Can't we listen to something recent? And he's like, hey, these are the classics, Dad. I'm not like the other kids. I like oldies, and you're going to listen to it, Dad. And he's like, man, why'd I have to have a musician, son? (laughs) Or something like that. And that's when he just picks up the little cube and chucks it out the window. And immediately, PA-47 is like, oh, I got it. (laughs) It just flies out of the window. It's like I'll retrieve it. Anyway, they he pulls over into a rest stop, and the uh, the droid little drone flies back, holding the dad cube. Son picks up the dad cube, and it's like, look, man, I know, I know this is an important mission, but seriously, man, I I barely saw you, and now all of a sudden you're back in my life, and you're taking up all my time, and I like just got over you dying and I feel so weird because like this isn't even like the real you that I'm talking to you but it kind of <laughs> is it's just your consciousness I don't, I don't know what to do here and the dad's like well just keep moving forward but then uh, the son looks up and there's a car and it's been there a while dad keeps like what, what What are you looking at it's like that, uh, that car has been there for a while he turns the cube around and sure enough the windows are tinted but the doors start to open and we see two people in like these all black military suits black visors we can't see who they are dad keep us like son we've been followed this never would have happened if i had if my visuals weren't compromised <laughs> and then the uh, the two 
military bots pull out laser guns and start shooting at Ash and the dad and PA-47 and they all duck behind a bunch of vending machines and they're being shot at. PA-47 has some guns on board and he starts shooting but right before every <laughs> shot he's just like look at you! It's like <laughs> Top right! <laughs> he's like Shots incoming! <laughs> That's a really good bit. And so the uh, the military bots are dodging all of the, the, the shots because they have warning. There's some bots like, why why is he doing that? It's like, oh, I programmed him to be a protector bot. And so I guess it's in his programming he can't kill anyone. It's like, well, why would you do that? It's like, I don't know. I just I just added a protector expression right before di I, I was dying. OK, just give me a break. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, well, what are we supposed to do? The robot won't kill anyone. It's like, all right, that is my bad. We got to think. <laughs> we got to think. And then uh, the dad's like, hey, you have your ray gun I gave you in the glove compartment, right? He's like, yeah, I do, but it's all the way over there. I can't get over there. He's like, son, we're going to have to. The robot can't do it. You got to go to the car, get the ray gun, and shoot them. You'll shoot them just how I taught you. And so I was like, I, don't know, I haven't shot in ages. I don't know if I could hit it. It's like, it's like riding a bike. Once you know how to do it, you never forget. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Well, the shots are getting closer. <laughs> Bad guys are closing in. It's like, all right, I got to do it. We need, we need distraction. What can we do? And then that's when the son looks down at his little stem player. He's like, I know what to do. And so he has PA-47 fly towards the robots. And of course, he's like, I'm coming your way. <laughs> but then he throws the stem player. It gets close to the robot. Bunch of feedback noise. And so they're distracted for a little bit. It gives him enough time, enough of an opening to run to the car. He reaches in, he picks out the laser gun from the glove compartment, and he aims it, but then he freezes up. He tenses up. He hasn't shot a gun in a while. The dad's like, you gotta take the shot. You gotta take the shot. Now his window is gone. They're closing in. They're aiming to shoot him. And the son's like, just how I taught you. All right, both hands on the weapon. Block out everything. Focus, deep breath, squeeze. And so, it's getting tense, it's getting tense, but then he shoots and he manages to hit one of them. He shoots again, he manages to hit like the weapon out of the other person's hand. It's like, all right, we got it, drive! And so they get into the car, drive, the robot flies at the car, and then they're speeding off, of, off onto the interstate. After a little bit, they lost them. And then dad's like, that was, that was some quick thinking to someone that doesn't shoot a whole lot. And then, <laughs> and the son kind of looks forward and we could tell that like this is the first time he's heard any affirmation from his dad for a while and he's just like thanks my dead dad's consciousness and uh, he turns the cube around so its eyes are facing out and then they keep on driving into the sunset and that was a road trip episode <laughs> that, was, that was the second <laughs> of the written by podcast <laughs> only where you find podcasts <laughs> <laughs> this one i i know you in particular are a huge you really like this one yeah 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 partly because it is it is an idea that i've had for a while yes. and we got to put it in a written by short but it was it was, it was more awesome. than just you know the idea i had there are plenty of like 
I think the things that I really liked about it were things we came up with like on oh, the day. Oh, absolutely. Which... The, the little robot being like, sorry, watch out, heads up. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments from that. And yeah. uh, the fun thing about this one is um, you utilized this story twice this season. You also used this story for the written by Cinematic Universe. Oh, pitch. that's right. Yeah. So I did do that. If you want to hear more, if you want to hear what a feature version would be like from that short, you can listen to our episode uh, written by Cinematic Universe from this season to hear Robert's pitch for a, a whole feature. Yeah. I actually, I forgot I did that, but I did do that. Yeah. And yeah. people didn't like it. They liked yours better. Uh, I think they felt like you broke the rules. Yes. Which you did. Which is fair. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but yeah, man, road trip at the heart of it. It's a father son story, but mm. it's complicated by it's technically a dead father. I think it's definitely one of our best narratives. Yeah. From this season. Yeah. And it's got all the fun sci-fi action in it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there there's enough in that one short that you could easily imagine where the story could continue. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, both both this and the slasher short, they're kind of just the first few minutes of what could be a larger feature film, which which you never know. It could be one day. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know Hollywood's banging on our doors. <laughs> exactly. They they want another feature from the boys. Yeah. Well, I will say like that's kind of I think it's no surprise to me that that's kind of how some of our shorts in season 2 have been yeah. structured because I have a few more shorts that like we've done and other things that stand alone on their own, but mm-hmm. I think like after after those come out, I'm starting to think more like big picture yeah. of let's let's make a short that's actually teasing to something bigger. And I think cross our fingers. You know, I think that's what we want to do with our next short. Our next that's short true. definitely. I want to. I want that to be a million things. You know, I want that to be an intellectual property that we could use for any medium. You know. Yeah. So it's time for our number one favorite short of season two. Our favorite short film of written by season two is season two, episode three, Deserted Island. Deserted Island. So we open on Jimmy, who is washing up on the shores of a beach. He looks around. He doesn't know how he got there. He's freaking out. He's getting barons on his surroundings. He doesn't know how he's here. But he, uh, he is dressed for the outdoors. He looks like he might be a hiker or something. He's got a little book bag. He's got, a, he's got a pretty good outdoors knife on him. He's got some really nice hiking boots or something. So he's looking around. He's like, I don't know how I got here. But I got to get out. And we see him immediately. He's setting up. He's got shelter going. He's got a fire going. He's boiling some drinking water. He's chopping down trees. He's putting a raft together. This dude obviously knows what he's doing in the outdoors. Finally, it's time for him. He's ready to embark out into the ocean. He sets sail on his raft. He's on his raft, and after a little bit, he sees a spot of land up ahead. He sails towards it. He lands on the southern beach. He looks around. He walks into the he walks into these woods. He's looking for, for other people. And then finally, he gets to the other side and he realizes, huh, this looks a lot like the island I just washed up on. 
We see him at the edge of a clearing. He's looking out on the beach, and sure enough, it looks a lot like the beach that he just washed up on. And he's kind of perplexed by this. But then, right in the same spot where he washed up, he sees another him wash up on the beach. And the other him acts pretty much just like he did. He stands up in the same way, looks around in the same way. So Jimmy's kind of freaking out from this this other Jimmy and then other Jimmy he's looking around he's about to start building a shelter when whoosh an arrow just comes out of nowhere hits him in the heart he falls over so our our Jimmy who we're gonna call Jimmy Prime for clarity Jimmy Prime is freaking out but he's trying to be quiet it seemed like that arrow actually came pretty close to him and sure enough like a few feet over to his right, an old man starts walking out. Dude with a really long beard, really long gray hair, walks out, goes to the body of the other Jimmy, finishes him off. Jimmy Prime doesn't know what to do, but he's trying his best to keep really quiet because he doesn't want to get killed too. And then a bird flies in and it lands on a branch and it stares at him. Jimmy's trying to keep quiet. He looks at the bird with really wide eyes. He tries to put his finger up to his mouth, like, shh, shh. The bird just kind of cocks his head sideways, looks at him. He's like, shh, shh, don't say shh. And then the bird just starts screeching, Jimmy? 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 And he's like, oh, no. The, the old dude looks right at him from the distance and starts running toward him. And so Jimmy Pry starts running into the clearing. He runs. It runs. Arrows are flipping by him, <laughs> left to right. He tries to he tries to zigzag. He goes out of the clearing onto the beach again. He finds a cave and he ducks inside. He looks on the walls of the cave and there are drawings. He looks closely at them and they're drawings that look kind of like him. They're like these sort of detailed cave drawings, but there are a bunch of people that are kind of dressed like him. And it's of a, it's of a bunch of people in a society together, and then war is breaking out, and then one person is like killing all the other people, and as he's looking at the drawings, we're seeing flashes of a civilization of Jimmy's, and then a civilization of Jimmy's at war, and then a bunch of Jimmy's dead. Jimmy Prime is running through the cave, and at the end of the cave, he stumbles, he falls, he looks up, and realizes he tripped on a pile of bodies of him, a bunch of dead Jimmy's are in the cave and he's freaking out he's screaming and then he looks at the up the cave and at the mouth of the cave is the old man he walks towards him he draws his arrow up he gets close enough and we see that it's an old jimmy an old version of jimmy jimmy prime is fully freaking out screaming old jimmy raises his bow draws the arrow he's about to kill him and all of a sudden bang He's hitting the head. Another Jimmy, new Jimmy, has hit him over the head with his backpack. He's looking at the ground. He sees another him. He's freaking out. He looks down. He sees an old version of him, and they're both freaking out. They're yelling. They're like, how'd you get here? I don't know. How'd you get here? I don't know. How'd, how'd you find this cave? I followed a footprint. I followed my footprint. I don't know how I got here. And then they look at the, the cave drawings together and they realize, oh, there were, there were more of us here. What happened to us? 
and then they they look at the old Jimmy who's starting to regain consciousness like we got we got a lot of questions for you old man and that's where <laughs> that's where it ends and that was deserted <laughs> island by written by podcast <laughs> next up we have <laughs> dude what is there to say about okay deserted island i don't know what to say about it other than this has been our favorite since we recorded it yeah part of it is like i don't know what we were on that night but we was on something yeah it was something about the it's like a it's a mystery box this Mm -hmm. short film is like a mystery box we got to see a little peek like even us the ones who Uh made it we saw a little peek of what is in the mystery box, but we have no clue what all's in there. And this short film, you know, it's an island filled. I mean, it's just, there's so much cool. I don't know what to say about it other than we both think it's really cool. Yeah. And I think, I think out of all the season two episodes, like this succeeds the best at being a short film. Cause you could tell with a lot of things that it wants to be, something bigger and we've had to like shove it into a small box or yeah but i started this podcast because i knew as a director i'd have to make some short films but i always struggled writing them because i trained myself to write bigger things right and this really hits all the boxes for what a short film should be narratively yeah which is just cool concept it's you see some of the action yeah and it's not too much. Yeah. You're not going through long arcs. You're not telling step, step, step. It's a, it's a little, it's a short story. Yeah. Which it is, could be told with very little dialogue, which presents a lot of exciting possibilities for if you were to shoot it. And yeah. it's got a cool location. And yeah. also, like with the other two shorts, you could easily imagine other things yeah even though it it stands perfectly fine on its own but also you're like what what's happened to him and there are so many possibilities you think about with the concept where it's like wait if a person washes up every hour or every so often every so like, often and there was a whole civilization of them beforehand several civil i mean there's a whole history like you know like how long has this been going on has it been happening since the beginning of time yeah. Was it like the Roman Empire? Like, <laughs> exactly. there's so many unanswered questions, but not in a dissatisfying way. Yeah. And it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think since, since you've stuck around to the very end of this episode, yes. if you're still listening, yes. if you weren't like, I've heard all these before, I'm skipping this episode. If you're we here listening, we have a really fun announcement. announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is we have written out season two, episode three, Deserted, Deserted Island, Island, as a script. We've yes. done a few drafts of it, and we are planning on shooting it early 2023. Season one, you guys followed us on the journey of making our first real short film sing with fangs yeah season two we did something that we were both very excited about which was produce an episode from written by produce a short film based on an episode from written by troubled date and hopefully if all goes well season three you guys will be able to hear as we make the deserted island short film yeah we've gone back and forth on a few drafts we have landed on a final draft i have storyboarded shot listed 
I have this new program called CineTracer because I finally got a computer that could run it. So I've built mm. out a whole previs yeah. of the entire film and we're looking at locations. We're trying to get a crew together. I we mean, still have a lot of logistics to figure out, but we're looking money. at early 2023 <laughs> of shooting. I mean, everything about it is going to be the most difficult thing we've done so far, but mm-hmm. it's also going to be the most exciting thing we've done. So, I mean, being on a beach location alone is really exciting, but difficult. You know, all of the characters are going to be the same actor. So that's a lot of post-production masking, you know, just post-production work. That's going to be difficult, but exciting. Uh, getting a crew to the beach is difficult, but exciting, you know, it, and then figuring out what we're going to do with it is even more exciting. So I hope you guys are as excited as we are about this. And if you're not, then, you know, stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really, we're really pushing ourselves yeah. with this film. And it's also, it's unlike anything either of us together or separately have attempted before. Right. Again, like, a lot of our films leading up to this have been comedy. This one is mm. action sci-fi. Action. I don't. I don't know what genre it fits in. I think I've it, been trying to think about. It this. might be sci-fi. Yeah, I think science fiction kind of. Yeah, does it? But yeah, it's a different genre. Uh, a lot of our stuff, you know, it's been comedy and it's been very like Rom-com. a lot of dialogue jokes. Yeah. yeah, this one for most of the short, there's no dialogue. It's yeah. told completely through visuals yeah uh this is gonna be the most special effects of anything we've done even though i feel i feel a lot more confident after trouble date because again no one could tell but there were a lot of special effects shots in that yeah robert really had to reach in his bag of tricks for that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think i've mentioned this in a previous episode but i feel like the features i want to write they're both like combined a lot of things from trouble day and a lot of things from this upcoming short yeah so i I feel like if both are successful that gives me it shows what you're capable yeah as a director and a writer and um you know i think i think if it goes well which i'm I'm gonna call my shot right here i think it's gonna go great yeah (laughs) um i think it you know it it really fits into our portfolio like just kind of like Mm -hmm our style i think this could be the first thing that's like oh that is what these guys are capable of like this yeah. is their style because as much as i love trouble date and sing with fangs and everything i wouldn't exactly say we're romantic comedy yeah. people <laughs> yeah i mean i like i like that we did two of those films because yeah. most feature films have an element oh, of that 100%. so i'm glad we've explored it when we might not have otherwise which goes but, back to what you were saying it was like you can say hey look here's trouble date I've done this, yeah. and then here's yeah. this deserted island thing that but, we haven't named yeah. yet. But again, I'm excited about this because I've never done anything really action before. Right. And again, like I've been, when I got into filmmaking, that was when like Freddie Wong and Corridor oh, were yeah. at their, well, actually Corridor's at their height now, but they were big back then. When and, it comes to short films and stuff, yeah. that was there. Yeah. yeah. And like that was, that was what most filmmakers did was make those little action shorts. It was all about like, uh, like gun flares, yeah, <laughs> muzzle flashes, and like you had to every every YouTuber was learning how to like duplicate yourself or yep. <laughs> making uh guns out of a random thing. Uh huh. 
Yeah. Do we do we want to talk about writing it a little? Because we have yeah, sure. I mean, done we, the whole script. Yeah. I mean, I think it went. It started with a simple draft. Who did the first draft? You or me? You did. Okay. I yeah. started with. I did a first draft of just breaking down, writing down exactly what we said in the episode. Mm-hmm. So it was more of an outline, really, than anything. Yeah. But in script form. I said that to Robert. Yeah. And then pretty much, we we talked about it before with Trouble Date, but it's just, he gets like the general outline down. I work on some of the screen direction a little, and yeah. then structure-wise. And then we just go back and forth with like our different ideas. You do right. some dialogue passes. I think what really stood out, though, was I just fell in love with the concept even more after writing it. Cause yeah. once you get into the technical of it, you realize there are so many implications yeah. to different clones washing up on the Island that we didn't even think about. I'm, I think about the deserted Island shore all the time. Yeah. Like it's always on my mind because they're really like the idea of like, there's a whole history to uh-huh. discover. There's a whole future to discover. Yeah. There's a million characters. Mm-hmm. And so when writing the dialogue in particular, I was trying to think of like, okay, so all of these characters up until they washed up on that shore are the same people. Yeah. They're the exact same person. Uh huh. But the second that they wash up on this island, they are having different experiences, which are turning mm-hmm. them into different people. Yeah. So the dialogue needs to show that they all come from the same place and the same mm-hmm. person, but... They are evolving as characters separately. Exactly. If, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So if you listen to the episode, you know, there's the character that washes up after the the prime character. That one has not gone through the trauma that the prime character has. Uh-huh. So therefore, he may not be as jaded as the prime character. So now there has to be the dialogue of our prime character is a little bit more aggressive, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's just a yeah. million things There's like so that. There's so many nuances. And then you also think about, okay, what is an entire civilization of... One person. Yeah, with the same personality. Because, <laughs> like, again, right. all these people have the same personality, the same likes and dislikes, up until the point they wash up on the island. Right. And the same history and memories, if they, yeah, if yeah. they can even remember. And then also that. what we explore in the script is they all wash up with the same supplies. And so somewhere on this island, there's like five million tents or five yeah. million book bags. water bottles, book bags, cameras, stuff like that. Beanies, you know. Uh, and I will say, since we're talking about the writing, th- we changed a lot from the episode. We actually did, yeah. yeah. More so than Troubled Date. Uh-huh. Um, there was a lot of things that we just needed to, f- we just wouldn't be able to film it legitimately. Yeah. There are parts of it that we just thought would be better if we changed. Yeah. And then there, there were parts where we just had better ideas yeah. once we got into it. But it's, yeah. Super exciting. Feel really good about the script. Feel yeah. really good about that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I could talk about this all day long, uh-huh. but I think I would just be repeating myself. I'm just really excited about it. Yeah. And again, we're we're pushing ourselves harder than ever before on this we've got some really ambitious things that we have work out but yet i i heard some directors say that every every short you do like has to have something difficult in it because if you just do something easy anyone could do it if anyone could do it everyone's doing it and if everyone's doing it then yeah you're not going to stand out so 
really tried to stand out with this one. And it's it's going to take a lot of work. This one's going to be, I think Robert and I will both be full hands on deck (laughs) for this whole thing. Yeah. And actually this project is part of why we've mentioned it before, but we recorded so much of the season really far in advance so that we would have the time to to start working on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of inside baseball. We are done. We've been done with these episodes for about a month now. So September. Yep. And they'll go all the way through. I mean, you're listening to this at the end of the year. So we, we've been doing this a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, in that latter half of the year, we wrote out the script I've gotten everything pre-vised uh, probably next week or sometime. We're going to yeah. go out and shoot our pre video. Yeah. And we also, we have one other thing we've been working on since since we stopped recording normal written by episodes. Oh, yeah. 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 So I think, I think it's cool we announce this right now. We don't have a solid date for it yet. No. But, but follow the written by YouTube channel. Yes, our new channel that we started. Yes, because we will be doing a what we call written by watches. Yes. So we were trying to think because we've been growing the podcast, the Instagram, the socials a whole lot. We didn't want to lose momentum over mm-hmm. the hiatus. We were trying to think of something fun that's not the podcast, but a little different we could do during our hiatus while we're shooting this film. And we've come up with an idea. So if you remember from our buddy cop Rival Pitches episode, you will remember that Robert introduced me to a show called Cop Rock. Well, (laughs) guys, we sat down and we watched every episode of Cop Rock. We recorded the whole thing. uh, And you guys can watch along with us (laughs) over on YouTube. Uh, We watch episode. I think there's 11 total. Yep. We watch all 11 episodes of Cop Rock. Uh, we watched the full thing. It's edited down so that way you guys can enjoy the the fun moments with us. And uh, if you if you miss the episode, Cop Rock is a show that's <laughs> half police procedural, half musical. It ran for one season in the '90s. It is commonly believed to be the worst, worst show. TV show of all time. <laughs> we watched every single episode, yes, and it it is a journey. It, <laughs> There are so many just twists in this show that it's we weren't expected. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you guys are going to miss us um, while you're waiting for season three, which, by the way, we've been also working really hard on season three. Mm-hmm. My goal for Written By is every season we get better and better and we do more and more upgrades and we have a lot of cool stuff planned for next season. We'll save that for later. But uh, so if you're going to miss us while waiting for season three, you can hop on over to the YouTube channel and you can watch us watch Cop Rock. <laughs> yes, you can watch us laugh. You can watch us sing. You can watch us suffer. <laughs> we do yeah, I mean, that, that sums it up. What did you say? Laughing, laugh, singing, singing, and, and suffering. suffering. <laughs> That's the holy trinity of Cop Rock. Yep. Guys, thank you so much for listening to season two of Written By. We grew so much this season compared to our first season. I think we got even better content-wise, and we really appreciate all of you listening, voting on the Instagram, you know, interacting with all of the memes and stuff we post over there. We really appreciate it, and we hope that you will send us money now. (laughs) 
Just send us some money, dude. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for season three. They're so if, season if, two or season two, yeah, season three on the way. If you joined us <laughs> during season two, thank you so much. We grew so much this season. It's been a great time. I think we've grown yeah. as writers, as filmmakers, yeah. as podcasters, yeah. and now as YouTube reactors. That's <laughs> right. Rock. So send us money. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, be following all the socials for... TikTok. Yeah. Guys, we have TikTok. Yeah. Information about season three, information about when the Cop Rock series starts. Yeah. We'll also be updating you if we get around to shooting this film. Yeah. We also make cool just content only for those platforms as well. Yeah. Dude, that's officially it Yeah, season two. uh, You make your checks out to (laughs) Chase Bridges or Robert Thorell, either one. We'll see you season three. (laughs) (laughs) And guys and gals and all your pals, that is the last episode of season two of Written by Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening, not just to this episode, but the whole season. The show has grown so much this past season. We've expanded, tried so many new things, and it's been great having y'all around for that. We, We really love doing this show. It's so exciting every week to get to do this, and we really love having y'all around. And yeah, we have so many big plans for next season, and I can't wait for y'all to be along for that ride. Uh, I think we pretty much got all the announcements out in the end there. Uh, be following the Instagram, at WrittenByPod. That's the best place to keep up to date. We'll post all our updates about the film we're shooting when the Cop Rock series is coming out. That'll be on YouTube, so follow Written By on YouTube as well. Give that a subscribe, and... Yeah, also, hopefully, Trouble Date will be out soon. A Trouble Date will very likely come out during our hiatus, so we'll probably... We have a whole BTS episode planned, so that'll probably just come out as a bonus episode. So y'all could be looking forward to that. Also, man, we're, we're so excited for this Deserted Island short. I spent the past week doing a bunch of VFX tests, and... That, that stuff is looking crazy it's gonna be so much fun but yeah man thank you so much we love you guys final announcement is our email is still written by podcast at gmail.com still send us suggestions for the bowl i know we ended up just purely by chance not drawing any listener suggestions and that's an issue we're gonna fix for next season so everything you send no matter when you send it if it's during the hiatus it will go into the bowl and we'll figure something out so hey guys we'll see you next season